you'd said that we are up against the greatest atrocity ever committed against mankind. Talk a little more about that. They're censoring you. Just the media deception. It's unbelievable. It's just sick and tired of the lies. The consequences of those lies are the future of my children and the future of the rest of the planet. Fear is the mechanism that they're using to scare individuals, but it's fear itself that then decreases the immune system. Now, danger is real, but fear is an illusion. Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw, and welcome back to The Vibe Show. Wow, have things changed in our world, right? We're talking about completely different kinds of content. I sort of just hijacked regularly scheduled programming and we went to talking to different kinds of leaders and different kinds of muckrakers and people who are speaking up about the issues affecting all of us right now. We are at Green Smoothie Girl planning a fast. We are fasting for the people around the world who are suffering and we're going without as much food for three days. You can do a full fast or you can get our flash fast for a huge discount where you get five little mini meals. You're getting 800 calories a day. Amazing for your health, amazing for your immune system, but also it's great for getting in tune with your own spirituality. You know, when the body is made humble, the spirit becomes stronger. And so you can sign up for our fast, which coincides with the end of Ramadan. Okay. So the, the Muslim Ramadan uh, is ending May 24th. And so you can join us for that. That's just to show that we are non-denominational and all the people um, of faith, the people of hope all over North America, as we come together and fast, Green Smoothie Girl will feed a hungry child for three days, for every three-day fast that you do. So sign up for our fast. I think that we all need to be in a positive group. Everything on social media these days is is really quite negative and people fighting over what the right approach is and what's really going on out there. This will be a pr very protected group. We already have um, you know, somewhere around 1300 people in there before we even start this, because we've done fast before, but we're going to bring in people like Rashid Buttar to do little devotionals and help focus our intention to change outcomes in the world that we also desperately want right now. So sign up for our fast. You can come in for free and just do a three-day water fast if you want, or you can get a big discount on a green smoothie girl flash fast where we send you in a box everything you need, five mini meals a day. You can sign up for it at greensmoothiegirl.com slash fast. Now, today I reached out to a colleague of mine, Dr. Rashid Buttar. And as you may be aware, I did a 450 city speaking tour for uh, over the course of like six years. And he reached out to me because I think he followed me and somehow we connected and he ended up being um, the speaker in front of me and he came on on speaking tour with me and we went to uh, Charlotte and Raleigh and a few other cities in North Carolina and South Carolina. And so I got to know him. He's an amazing guy um, who practices in helping people detoxify, helping people get well from uh, detoxification from autism. He believes strongly that there's a link between vaccinations, early childhood vaccina vaccinations and autism. He reversed his own son's autism. He's become an expert, an internationally renowned expert and, and leads thousands of other doctors in helping people detoxify from heavy metals at his clinic in North Carolina. So 
I've been excited to talk to him because he's been doing videos that millions of people are watching right now. He's very articulate. He's very educated about what's going on with this COVID-19 pandemic, or as he would call it, plandemic. So I think you're going to really enjoy what he has to say. And he has a very hopeful message at the end. So welcome to The Vibe Show, Dr. Rashid Buttar. Hey, how are you? Good seeing you, Robin. I'll get talking to you again. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, we drove across North Carolina together years ago, and um, I learned a lot from you then, and I'm excited to talk to you today because you're all over the place. You're getting millions of views and hundreds of thousands of shares, and I believe that is because, my friend, you are willing to say things. You are braver than a lot of people, and I've heard you call out some of your colleagues, but um, I've seen a, a major media coming after you doing a hit piece. What makes you so brave and willing to speak up at this huge international crisis we're in? Well, I think it's the question of what is important to us as individuals. And, you know, what they say to me or against me, I really don't care. It's my children and their future children. It's your children and your future children. And it's the future of mankind on this planet is what concerns me. And I honestly thought that somebody was just going to come out and start talking about this because it was just ridiculous. I knew it was ridiculous. I mean, we, we take care of patients from all over the world. We've got patients from 93 different countries. I mean, there's a virus, whatever, not a big deal. You know, we up the selenium count a little bit. I, the only thing that I remember that was significant that I did since January was I did have my nursing staff order 10 times when they talked about the possibility of, a, of a, this being a pandemic. I told them to up our intravenous selenium supplies tenfold. That's the only change that we've made. We haven't been shut down today. My staff comes to work. Every, I mean, everything's a normal. In fact, we've had to hire five new people in the last you know, two weeks. And the motivation, you know, what makes me say what I'm saying, uh, it's not bravery. Um, it's not courage or any of those other words that you said. It's, it's just sick and tired of the lies and knowing that the consequences of those lies are the future of my children and the future of the rest of the planet. Because if what their agenda is comes to fruition, the end of the human species is in view. And it's just not going to happen. I mean, I've put my life on the line in the military, you know, for God and country. I've had to take off my dog tags and take off my U.S. flag off my uniform because, God forbid, unforeseen circumstances were to occur. U.S. forces couldn't be acknowledged there. And now you're sitting right here at the middle of the land of the free and home of the brave, and you start seeing that the greatest atrocity ever committed against mankind on a global scale is about to take place, and it started here. And, and we, the American people, are completely oblivious to it. And yes, there are factions in the know, in the government that are trying to fight for us, but there's an other subversive agenda going out there, and that subversive agenda has to stop. That subversive agenda is something that our forefathers knew would happen. That's the reason that they gave us our U.S. Constitution. That's the reason they gave us the First Amendment, the, the, the freedom of speech, and the Second Amendment, bear to, the right to bear arms. And you, you can look at what's happened over the last 10 years, this constant rhetoric of taking away arms, you know, um, making firearms illegal or that it's not necessary, it's this, it's that. Now you can see why they wanted to disarm people. And the first thing is, if you're going to say that there's a problem with firearms and that people should be disarmed, then you know what, Robin, you're the green smoothies girl. You tell me that would it not be more appropriate 
to make spoons illegal because of the epidemic of obesity in our country, if you're going to blame it on some type of tool, if you're going to blame it on guns, that this is why gun violence is happening, then you need to blame obesity on spoons and we need to make spoons illegal. That's the absurdity of that argument. Lack of personal responsibility and lack of holding people accountable is why we got into this mess in the first place. It's not a problem with the guns, just like it's not a problem with the spoons. It's the idiots that are wielding those guns or wielding the spoons and not having the personal responsibility of what's necessary in order for them to end up being um, fit or being healthy or not extruding violence. Violence is, is going to happen regardless. It's not because of the guns. Because all of a sudden cars, you know, those are good modes of transportation. But you put a drunk behind that car, that becomes a mass, a weapon of mass destruction. You can kill 10, a dozen people, two dozen people in just one accident. So again, my point is, and I'm sorry, I went off on a diatribe there, Robin, but I think you know me well enough to know that I tend to go off on these tangents. But that's really what the issue is. The issue is not about bravery. It's an issue is of what needs to be done. And every law enforcement officer and every military a person that served in the military, whether they're retired or active duty, it makes no difference. We all took the same oath, which is to protect and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And what we are dealing with right now is a domestic threat on the mass level. Censorship by the, the social media platforms, YouTube and Google and Facebook. I mean, to the that you can have pornography and you can have foul words and that's okay. But you start talking about a certain technology like 5G, they're censoring you. You talk about something that's controversial about Bill Gates, boom, they're censoring you. It's unbelievable. And then mass, the, the, the mainstream media and their mass deception of taking footage from different hospitals saying that these are different hospitals and yet it's the same footage of a staged hospital or showing the same person dying in different places, the same pictures or paying nurses to pretend like they're crying because they had to work in an ICU unit with somebody that had COVID-19, whereas in fact, the person's not been in a hospital for over a year and a half. That nurse hasn't worked. I mean, just the media deception, that is our domestic threat right now. That is what's happening, that they are trying to perpetrate another lie on the American people, but not just the American people, on the world's people, on the citizenry of the world. Yeah, you know, every day I wake up and I find myself so reflective on all these lessons of history that when I was in school, in high school, in college, you know, learning about history, these seemed like these long ago remote, you know, events that could never happen again, like Stalin and the Holodomor in, in the Ukraine and Hitler in Germany. And, you know, we never imagined that something so horrific could come our way because we felt so insulated and life was so good for so long. But you just said the greatest atrocity ever committed against mankind, that we are up against no less than that. Talk a little more about that. Fear is the mechanism that they're using to scare individuals into staying home. But it's fear itself that then decreases the immune system, reduces the, the CD4, CD8 counter, reduces natural killer cells, basically causes a suppression of the entire lymphocyte subpopulation. <clears throat> On top of that, there's all, I mean, we've got a video coming out, the sixth video in this COVID-19 conspiracy question mark series. This sixth video, Robin, is called Empowering Yourself. And it actually has two other people besides myself. And one of those is the, one of the leading virologists, and she actually did all the gain of function studies on Ebola and well, she became a whistleblower about the fact that, that uh, vaccines did cause autism and did cause cancer. And she was threatened by Fauci that if she said anything publicly, she would end her career. And she went out on the limb and she started talking about it. And they brought her up on false charges. 
They basically threatened her life. They ended up putting her in jail. And then she was under a gag order for five years. The gag order just lifted recently. And she is now openly speaking. So she's with me. And then the other one is another close friend of mine who is, uh, he taught in medical schools for 45 years. He's the person that basically did all the work with stem cells. He's the, he's the father of epigenetics. He coined the term. And basically the three of us surgically dismantle this lie. And people will be empowered with this knowledge. And when they become empowered with knowledge, you know what happens. They can no longer be victims. And that's what the plan is. So what is this mass atrocity that I'm talking about? It's not the COVID-19. That's not what we have to be fearful of. In fact, there's nothing that you should be fearful of. There's a difference between fear and danger. Now, danger is real, but fear is an illusion. And what they've done is they've tried to make people think that you have to be afraid, that you have to be fearful of this dangerous COVID-19. That is not the danger. The danger is what's coming down that they're going to use the COVID-19 to scare you into doing, into intimidating you into doing, which is a mass vaccination. The question that should be asked right now is how many people have had the flu shot, the trivalent flu shot, the covalent flu shot, the H1N1 vaccine, the, the, whatever other adult vaccines are out there, how many of those people that have died of the supposed COVID-19 actually had those vaccines previously? That's the first question. The second question that should be asked is why in the hell did this virus, which we know is a virulent man-made chimeric component, why is this virus, which basically, you know, does, it's like a one, one hit wonder. If it doesn't do anything in the first hour, it's not going to do anything because your immune system's intact. Why is it this virus was so smart, came out in Wuhan because, you know, the, all the deflection that China causes, China did this, China did that. Again, this is the same misinformation. I don't know whether it, zero patient zero was in Wuhan or not, but I know that Wuhan was where the breakout occurred. But why is it that if this was China's um, weapon of mass destruction, which it was not, I'll just tell you that, but let's say, let's use that argument. Why is it that this virus was so smart, came out in Wuhan, jumped over Shanghai and Beijing, conveniently hit Iran, Italy, and then bounced into New York and became the epicenter of this? Did they train this virus and this virus happens to know geography and knows that, hey, let's bypass Shanghai and Beijing? Nobody's asking these questions because it's preposterous. China had nothing to do with this except the fact that Wuhan was there, that the city that they launched the 5G that in December of 2019, which is incidentally when the, the entire cascade began of, of this uh, coronavirus. And yes, it, Wuhan is there. Who owns that lab? Who funded that lab? Well, now you start looking at the chain of reaction. Who funded that lab? At least $3.7 million came from the NIH, our National Institute of Health. And who approved that budget? Well, that was the person that was in charge and one of the, had the highest directorship in the NIH. That's Fauci. And when he did that in 2015, he became a criminal because he broke the law because there was a, a moratorium that the US government had passed on chimeric research, period, because of the potential of creating a pandemic. Fauci bypassed it in 2015 and funded Wuhan. Then in 2017, Fauci predicted, he predicted that there was going to be a sudden outbreak during this presidency. It, I mean, it's so evident to me. It's like you'd have to be blind, dumb, and deaf to not see the clear chain. I mean, to follow the dots, one, two, three, boom, it's right there. It's not like rocket science. I mean, to me, it was evident to many people that I know it was evident. They're like, why isn't anybody talking about it? And I have no idea. Somebody's, I don't remember. I just put out the videos for my patients and it just went viral from there. They took down 
the third video. So the first video is facts versus fiction. They're all called COVID-19 conspiracy question mark. First one was facts versus fiction. That's still up on Facebook and YouTube that did not take that down. The second one was toxicology ignored. Now it's interesting because toxicology is the most important thing here, but like the title, they ignored the toxicology. Well, toxicology ignored video is the least watched of the COVID-19 conspiracy video. So for your listeners, watch those videos, guys. The toxicology one is very important. Then the third one was corrupted science where I go into more details of what I just talked about with the Fauci aspect. The fourth one was 5G and immunity. So if all these people say, oh, it's conspiratorial that 5G causes COVID-19, nobody said 5G causes COVID-19. That's an idiotic statement. What we're saying is that 5G causes a change that allows COVID-19 to create the problem. So what is that question that you might ask? What is the question? Uh, how does this 5G impact the, the current state? It's very, very clear. The first thing is our phones are about 500 to 900 hertz. That's, uh, that's the frequency that they're right now, the 4G networks are right now resonating at, okay? These are radio frequency electromagnetic fields that are being generated. And the frequency that we're talking about on our cell phones is between 500 to 900 hertz. Now, the 5G that's coming out, it stands for fifth generation, but the level of hertz is exponentially, it's a level that is far, far in excess of what you would think. So you're going from 900 hertz to one gigahertz. And I'm just telling you what a gigahertz is. One gigahertz is one billion, not million, one billion hertz, all right? Now, when 5G is fully rolled out, they're planning on being at 30 gigahertz to 300 gigahertz, which is 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. People may say, well, what relevance is that? Here's the relevance. The voltage-gated calcium channels that are a very key component of how cell membranes communicate from inside to outside and vice versa, get disrupted. And by getting disrupted, they allow calcium efflux into the cells. And that calcium efflux into the cells is pathognomonic for cancer. It causes suppression of apoptosis and uncontrolled cellular proliferation, which is the definition of cancer. Now they have done studies at 1.8 gigahertz. Remember, they're rolling them out at 30 to 300. That's the goal. But they're starting to roll it out on a lower level. At 1.8 gigahertz, there are over 2 thousand studies showing the change in individuals with the incurrence of cancer, including heart cancer, cardiac cancers, which are very rare, adrenal carcinomas, brain cancers, neurological implications, all sorts of health issues at 1.8 gigahertz, at 1.8 billion hertz. And they're going to roll this out at 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. That's what the issue is. Now, they don't want the world to know this, so what are they doing? They're play, playing out this COVID-19 conspiracy component. I mean, it is conspiracy. So now we are looking at how is COVID-19 related to the 5G? So remember, I came back to that toxicity aspect, and I said the toxicology ignored was the most important component of video two. Well, let me explain to you how our system has been set up in the United States. When the Centers for Disease Control are called in to investigate a cause of death, what they're looking for is something that they can attribute that they can then control and reduce so that mortality is mitigated. That's basically what the goal of the CDC is, or at least that's what they say. So they send out two teams. One is the infectious disease team that gets all the glory, and that's what the movies like Ebola and Contagion were made, and so they get all the glory. But they also send out a second team called the toxicological team. And the toxicological team is like the, you know, the, step, the, step, the redheaded stepchild. Nobody pays attention to them. Now, the toxicological team is the one that's responsible for finding is there a toxicity issue from some type of substance or some type of a compound? And 
they never ever find anything. Well, they do. They're always drowned out by the infectious disease team. So if you remember in the 70s and 80s, you know, there was this whole outcry about leaded gasoline. Well, it was one of the divisions, it was that toxicology division that actually led to the advent of unleaded gasoline. And even though it's, there's still a lot of lead in there, there's a lot less because a combustion of fossil fuels like gasoline put out lead, uh, mercury, and uh, cadmium, very, very toxic to the system. So they were able to reduce it. But the industries are going to be responsible if they find a toxicological compound, meaning that if the toxicological team finds that there's a cause of this cause of death, whatever that may be, then a company, a corporation, an entity, an individual has to be held responsible and accountable for that issue. But if the infectious disease team finds a bacteria or a virus or a pathogen or a parasite or something else, then there's no accountability. There's no corporation or entity or individual that has to be held responsible. And so the, it's always diverted to some type of an infectious process. But every one of these infectious processes have been man-made. H1N1 was man-made. SARS was man-made. Uh, the COVID-19 was man-made. These are all man-made. They have patents on the damn virus, not the vaccine, on the actual virus. H1N1 had a had a patent filed by Baxter in Austria nine months before the first documented case of H1N1. Okay, now remember I said that we need to go back and look at how many of these people actually had had other adult vaccines. In 2010 timeframe, when I put out the video on H1N1, there was a story that came out, big story in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Times was covering it. Apparently 64 patients that died of H1N1 in one of the hospitals in Los Angeles. Big story. They're outraged. Why are these 64 documented cases of H1N1 deaths and the media is not talking about it? And then suddenly, just like that, boom, the story was gone. You couldn't even find an archive in those websites that archive stories. Nothing. You couldn't find any trace of the story. So one of my friends that had trained with me was a surgeon in this hospital. And I talked to him and I said, you know, that was just a bunch of BS, wasn't it? Those people didn't die of H1N1. And he said, no, they did. All, all 64 died and it was documented H1N1. And I was shocked. I was like, really? And he said, yeah. But guess why they killed the story? All 64 had gotten the H1N1 vaccine. Nobody talks about that. That's why they killed the story. Now, all these people are getting vaccines. They've already done studies as far back as 1984, showing the people that got the flu shot in the cat model, in the mouse model, they got the flu shot they, with no exposure to COVID-19, no exposure to coronavirus, but positive for coronavirus. How is that possible? Unless they had viral components that were in those vaccines. We know that they have mutated human cell lines in vaccines. We know that they have DNA addicts from other species, including monkeys and dogs. We know this. This is all part of the CDC's own data. You can go in there and do this research yourself. That's known. Of course, the majority of people don't know that because they don't bother reading the inserts and they don't put that in inserts, but the studies clearly show it. I mean, it's, it's public information. Now, how do we know they didn't introduce other things in us? And now with the toxicological onslaught, remember in Wuhan, outgassing, Wuhan, uh, it had got, actually garnered international attention by CNN and by uh, BBC and by other international news media back in 2016 and 2017 for the amount of toxicity in the air and how it was affecting the, the population of Wuhan and the public outcry and the mass demonstrations. I mean, China is a freaking you know, oppressive nation. It's not like the U.S. supposedly that is, you know, free. You know that Facebook is in that keeping, preventing people from assembling, which is under our First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom to associate. And they're, they're, they're saying that they're not going to allow, they're censoring that. So we're talking about China. And if people in China are upset and having public demonstrations, you know it's got to be some serious, serious stuff. Well, people in China 
were demonstrating in 2016, 2017, and BBC and CNN are covering all this protest for the outgassing from the incinerators that are burning and putting out this level of pollution. So these people were already very toxic. Then in the fall of 2019, they get a bunch of vaccines. And then in December of 2019, they launch and turn on 2,000 of the 12,000 5G towers that were sitting there. 2018, China announced that Wuhan was going to be where 5G was going to be rolled out. And now all of a sudden you have this coronavirus, COVID-19, occur in December, the same exact month that they turn on the 5G and people say that there's no relationship. You'd have to be a moron to say that there's no relationship. Or you've you got a very, very suspect agenda. Yeah, there's um there's an app that you can get and you probably just Google 5G map and it's you can look and you can see where the towers are. And I believe there's 1500 in New York City. And I think you're going to make that link. And then in Wuhan, which is the biggest, most complete rollout and the first rollout, there's 10,000 towers. And I'll tell you just a crazy little weird story is that, you know, you were referring to Dr. Judy Mikovits earlier and her episode airs the week before yours does here on the Vibe Show. And as I was talking to her about the link between 5G and a lot of the reason I want to talk to you and to her is that every single thing that I have seen anybody publish that connects 5G to COVID-19. And like you say, you know, we're not saying that that 5G causes COVID-19. Nobody's ever said that, Robin. Right. This is, again, part of the misinformation campaign. They're taking your words and changing them around to make you sound like an idiot. That's what they're trying to do. Right. And that's that's sort of the game of the mainstream media. And I'm seeing them absolutely gaslight any of us who are questioning this. Now they're gaslighting anybody who gathers as a bunch of right-winger, gun-toting morons. Um, but she she said, as she was talking about the, the 5G connection to COVID-19, which is a more, you know, you have to take a minute to explain it, but it's a very, very real connection. And I wanted to get both of you up on my podcast because, you know, iTunes is not censoring and iTunes has not applied AI to take entire episodes down or take entire channels down. But every single person I've seen talk about that link has been taken down. And so, um, as she told me about it, she said, you know, one of the things that at 60 at 60 gigahertz that happens with 5G is that, you know, iron separates from hemoglobin in the blood. And I, I did not know that until she said the that. Doctors don't know that. That's the problem, Robin. That's what's actually happening. All this stuff that supposedly people are. I've got friends of mine in ERs and ICUs. I mean, I've trained a lot of doctors. I was in acute care medicine and trauma medicine. I taught ATLS, PALS. Uh, uh, ACLS. These are all acute medical situations of how doctors should be treating their patients. So I was an instructor with the American College of Surgeons teaching doctors. I was an instructor with the American College of Cardiology teaching advanced cardiac life support. I was an instructor with the American Academy of Pediatrics teaching pediatric advanced life support. So again, these aren't courses for nurses or lay people. These are courses for doctors how to te teach trauma. I've got people that I have known for years, friends of mine that are calling me, some of them are patients of mine, doctors that are patients of mine, calling me going, dude, this is not what it seems. This is weird. I don't know what it is. It appears to be like a hypoxic injury, like an altitude sickness. And that's exactly what it is. It's disassociation of the iron from the hemoglobin. It's causing this voltage-gated calcium channels to get disrupted. It's causing mass havoc with the freaking human physiology. And that's what I'm saying. That's what, when you say that, you know, what gives you the courage or the bravery, it's not courage and bravery. It's that I don't want to be in a freaking microwave. I don't want to have my kids in a microwave. I don't want to have anybody's kids in a microwave. What happens to you, Robin? What happens to me? I really don't give a crap. Okay. We've lived our lives, but my kids haven't. And our future generations are dependent on this. And they roll out the 5G. It is going to be the beginning of the end of the human species, of the, every living species that we know of, at least that has a physiology that has uh, voltage gated calcium channels and that has, that has hemoglobin in their blood. 
I mean, iron in their hemoglobin in the blood, it's going to be, it's going to cause mass disruption. And, and last thing I want to say on this particular subject, 5G and immunity, that video, the fourth video, I show Wuhan, Italy, Iran. I didn't go into New York as much because New York I covered in, in part five, which is deceptive agenda. But Wuhan, Italy, and Iran, all three of those countries rolled out 5G. They were talking about it. They were going to be the forefront of it. I've got the cities. I've got the websites. I've shown the actual the, the news broadcast as far back as June and July of 2019, how they were going to be striving to be the world's leader of the 5G rollout. All of them. I showed the website, not one, not two, but three websites per country. It's been taken down. I've got it on video so that you can see them. It's true. And I think that you're right. There's very few, even functional medicine doctors who know this. And so when I publish- Medicine doctors are scared right now. They're scared because they don't know. I mean, most of the doctors that- I mean, the doctors that have spoken out are either basic science didactic researchers or they're doctors that are actually in acute care setting medicine. You know, I'm so disgusted with the integrative medical practitioners out there, the doctors that are supposedly all about, you know, nobody's spoken out. Kaufman's spoken out. Um, Cowan's spoken out. Kudos to them. But the rest of them, it's a pathetic disgrace that they're keeping their mouths shut because that's all fear motivated. So I'm just saying that. Okay, continue, Robin. I'm sorry. Yeah, there. No, it's I've I've heard both Dr. Cowan, um, both both of those guys that you're talking about, and Dr. Kaufman's work, and they're out there being very bold as well. But so tomorrow, when my interview with Dr. Mikovits comes out, I'm going to send it to my own functional medicine practitioner because I had just done a blood test a month ago, and I was in the Park City Hospital, which was completely empty, on the day that they extended our lockdown by five weeks, and that was before they shut down all the all the, um, you know, elective procedures, but I just needed a pint of blood out of my arm. And the reason why is that my iron in my blood is six times what it normally is, even though I'm a 25 year vegan and my iron has been low in my blood my entire life. I've been rejected when I go try to give blood at the Red Cross many, many times in my life. How did I go from being low iron for 50 years to suddenly having six times more iron in my blood. And my functional medicine practitioner, I sat there for 15 minutes trying to brainstorm it. She said, besides that, your labs look look perfect. And I, What and is I, there to brainstorm? Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're being slapped with it in the face and you're trying to brainstorm it. You just proved it right there. It's brand new uh, very recently. And, you know, they're kind of, I think, maybe doing it. Sorry, that's not true. It's not brand new. These studies have been doing over. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's new in Park City, Utah. And so, and oh, so oh, I see, I see. yeah, yeah. And I just want to mention that in addition to all of a sudden, I have super high ferritin in my blood, like literally hemochromatosis high. A another weird thing just to throw in the mix is that I work here in my home office full time. I probably spend 10 hours a day at my computer. And in the last week and see Brand these towers, there's a, there's a tower now half a mile from me here in Park City, Utah, and it's new. In the last week, Six birds have committed suicide running into my window. Keep in mind, my windows are really dirty right now. There's been a lot of rain and, and wind storms and whatever. It's not like I just got them cleaned and they're not seeing the glass. Six birds have run full speed into my window and fallen down and died. The birds have in their beaks a substance called magnetite. Magnetite allows for orientation, it allows birds to know which way to travel during you know, the migration. Humans have it, in a, we have it in our brain. Bees have it in their gastrointestinal tract. And basically the earth's magnetic grid has been disrupted because of the ambient cell phone radiation and because of these radio frequency electromagnetic fields that are being generated. And they're causing a disruption in the earth's magnetic grid, which then throws off the magnetite. 
So the birds can't find the direction. The bees, all this extension of bees from four out of the five continents, it has nothing to do with pestilence or, or, or climate, uh, with the climate change or global warming and all this other garbage they're saying. It's because the magnetic grid of the planet is being disrupted and the bees can't find their way back to their beehive. And so that's why they're dying. It's all to do with the electromagnetic fields that are being generated. Whether this is dirty energy from electromagnetic fields or it's radio frequency electromagnetic fields that are creating this disruption in the submembranes and the disassociation between hemoglobin and iron and, uh, and the voltage-gated calcium channels being disrupted and all this other stuff. I mean, God knows what other physiological impacts they are, which I don't even know. I just know that those two are enough to say that this should not be done. And 2,000 studies being done and they're being ignored. And then you got the World Health Organization coming out and saying everything's safe. These are corrupt organizations. They don't give a crap about human being or lives. And they are orchestrating this pandemic, which is exactly what it is. They've planned this out. They've tested it. How did Fauci know that this president's administration would have to deal with that surprise pandemic? How the hell did he know that from 2017? And the media is trying to blow it out like, look, Fauci knew about it, but the administration did nothing to prepare for it. Are you serious? You're going to ask such a stupid question. The question should be, why the hell did he know? How did he know? Is this crystal ball working? Because I want to know, I want to look at what the, what the lottery numbers are and what the stock market is going to do tomorrow if he's got that of a system. I mean, that's, the, that's how stupid the media is. And, that, and they're counting on the public to be that stupid. That's what the sad thing is. But the public is not going to be stupid. The public is already awakening. And it's happening all over the world. I mean, I just got video footage sent to me from yes, uh, yesterday from Russia. The, and the message was, your message is getting out to the world. People are starting to stand up. In Russia, I want every city... Every city in the United States to have a thousand or more people congregating peacefully in a park, hugging each other, having a sandwich, whatever. Because if you do it less than a thousand, you do 100, 200, they could arrest you. But a thousand, they can't, they don't have enough police force to do that. And my message to the law enforcement and military is remember the constitutional oath that you took to protect and defend the US Constitution against all enemies, all enemies foreign and domestic. It is illegal for you to follow an order if you are told to take somebody out or do something to somebody that's weaker than you. You are ordained and you have been appointed to safeguard those of lesser strength than yourself. So you remember your oath. I have over 5,000 people that have contacted our office that, have, that are retired or active duty military or law enforcement and they've given us their information and contact and we're gonna actually have um, a webinar just for law enforcement and military uh, because we want to make sure that they understand that the sovereign protector of the law actually is the sheriff. The sheriff has the highest authority as given by the constitution. And so the sheriffs need to be aware of their, of their rights. And already uh, sheriff in Massachusetts basically ignored the governor and said, we're not going to be, the governor threatened that anybody that's um, going to go out of their homes, um, they will be punished by law enforcement. And the lead sheriff, I don't know which county, basically came out and said that, you know, this is a Nazi Germany. We're not going to stop you and ask you for your papers. Uh, that's not constitutional. And that's what every law enforcement officer and every military person needs to remember, because that's what they're going to try. We are 7.7 billion people on this planet. This is a planetary issue. What was supposed to happen on Sunday, we, they, um, I have some inside information. I, I'll just leave it at that. But in 2016, I was made aware of this. And uh, actually 2015, I was made aware. So Robin, I don't know whether you know, but I used to be, I was in the military and I was in some very special, I had some special designations. I was in some 
Uh, I, I served with the Fifth Special Forces Group. I was part of Special Operations Command and also was uh, teaching some of these things from a medical standpoint to the Joint Medical Readiness Training Command, JMRTC. And anyway, none of that's important except that I made some contacts and I've, been, I've had you know, people that are still in the military, in the, in the intelligence realm. And long and the short of it is that um, I was made aware of certain things that were supposed to happen in 2019. Okay, so this is like five years before. So I moved to New Zealand. I actually have, uh, you know, I lived there. My family moved there. And then um, through a personal circumstance, went through a divorce and my ex moved back here. And it was just kind of crazy. And that's the only reason I'm here because my youngest son is here. My older son is here. He's in university. So I came back and I've been going back and forth. I mean, I live there, but I, I'm here quite often. And when this thing started happening, of course, I'm not going to sit there, I was actually asked to give a lecture in um, at a conference in, in Mexico. So I was coming back for that anyway. And I stayed because I knew something was supposed to be happening. Well, my source called me last week and said, it's happening and it's going to be on, on Sunday. And he had already gotten out of the country. He just wanted me to get me out of the country. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, even calling flights, it was very restricted not to get my kids together. And he said, we got to get out. You got to get out. The world needs this message, but you have to get out. And he's not a religious person. He doesn't believe in God. He's, a, he's an agnostic, an atheist. And he, he told me, he said, I've, you know, I've never prayed, but the only thing that can stop this is, is the creator. And I contacted Nia Peoples, who's a friend of mine. You may know her. She's a celebrity from, from fame and, you know, Texas Walker Ranger, all these different shows. And uh, my friend, Bruce Lipton. And Bruce is actually in New Zealand right now. And... Uh, I told them what was going to happen and I told them that we have to get a message out and together we put a message out that aired, started airing late Friday night and it was instructions. And this is how simple it was to hold love, gratitude and compassion in your heart, not just for yourself and your family, but for other people, the people that you don't even know, for other people of our country, for other people of other countries, for people that you know, for mankind, hold love gratitude and compassion for everyone on the planet and ask for source energy for the universal consciousness for the for the god energy for the creator to support us in this next evolutionary process that we're about to go through and that was it that was the only message it was a message of love and peace and every hour when it's 11 o'clock a.m or 11 o'clock p.m take 30 seconds to a minute and just think about this just hold it in your heart wherever you are on the planet every 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. and just do it for 48 hours. That's what the message was. That's the message that people have heard. That's what's happening in Russia and some of these other places in Texas. People have heard the message. We have a new hashtag called We Change the World. Not changed, we changed the world. Now, I'm telling you the stories that came in, I still knew that there's a possibility. So it was not till Monday morning. Well, Monday morning came and we're here. I only asked for 48 hours because I didn't know what was going to happen. Whether And it's not important what, what was going to happen. The point is it didn't happen. And if it didn't happen, that means we have the power. It's all going to be downhill now, but media is going to be pushing and getting more desperate. The powers that be are going to get more desperate. There are factions within our government that are truly 100% supportive of us and they want the right thing. But there are a lot of oppressive things that are going on. So it's up to us, the people, we the people, to do what's necessary. And the one thing that everyone can do is every hour or pick, pick you know, do it 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. If you can't do that, then just do it 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. But if you can, do it more often. Do it every hour. Do it more often if you can. And it's simply just, just taking a moment and just grounding yourself. Go outside, take a deep breath of air, look at the sun or the moon and hold 
love and gratitude and compassion for the rest of the planet, for the rest of the inhabitants of the planet, not just humans, but everything. Just set that out. Now, this may sound like foo-foo, metaphysical BS, but I'm telling you right now, quantum physics is the most hardest science that there's out there. In fact, Dr. Lipton talks about this in our COVID-19 uh, conspiracy videos that are coming up, the, the sixth one. And the thing is the thoughts aren't inside our head. Okay, thoughts are actually measurable. They're actually outside our head. They have done studies to be able to measure the power of thought. Now, if you have one plus one, one person on one side, one person on the other side thinking of something, that power is not one plus one, it's one and one making 11. Now, if we get a thousand people to do this, it's powerful. And we've done this over and over again. So I know the power of it, but to have the world doing it, and I had no idea what was going to happen, but it happened. It happened in such a big way. We changed the world. We changed the world. And what I want people to recognize now is that the reason that that message is now being censored, why would somebody censor a message of holding love and gratitude and, and compassion for your fellow inhabitants of this planet? Why, what is the reason for holding that, that message and, and censoring it? People have sent that message out to two, 300 friends. Nobody got it. Why? Ask that, answer that question from Robin. Why are they censoring a message that has no profanity, has no pornography, has no disruption of technology? It's just holding an intention in your heart and in your mind. The reason is because that's our antidote. It's the seventh toxicity, the spirituality. They can't get to us. They've hit us on all other six toxicities. They can't hit us on the seventh one. Yeah, I learned the seven toxicities from you and your book all those years ago when we did speaking tours together. And I want to add another helpful note to what you've said there. And that is that the last six weeks in a row, every Monday for the last six weeks, I've done a poll on my public figure page. And that's the best place that I can do this poll because not only are there hundreds of thousands of people there, but also I'm not on my public figure page speaking up about this. It's mostly like, you know, recipes and, and health tips. And I have found that in the last 35 days from week one of this, because I've been begging people to pay attention to the fraud going on with the story that's being told us about the virus since day one, I smelled a rat. So luckily I jumped on this early and I've been able to track this from the last 35 days. Yesterday was the sixth week in a row that I ran this poll. We have dropped from people who believe in the shutdown of global economies and believe that it's necessary for us to all sit at home in fear and go and and wear wear masks has gone from fifty three point six percent to fifteen percent. Wow. Yes. Wow. And what's so, the sample size of that group? We every single week we've had hundreds, some some number of hundreds. Now, what's even more exciting is that this week, in the last seven days, we've seen a huge increase in the, the third answer. So the first answer is, I believe the economic shutdown is necessary. The second one is, I don't believe that the numbers warrant the, the reaction. And the third one is, someone's doing this to us. And that third one has jumped by, um, you know, big double digits in the last week, the last week alone. And I, I believe you have everything to do with that. I'm very, very happy to hear that you're getting these, uh, you know, the cops to take an oath. And here's why is that right now there's, you know, a bunch of them standing up to this in Idaho and Utah. This is a freedom loving place where I live here in Utah. They're saying these things, but guess what? When a third of us are unemployed and when a police job becomes the best job out there because there's a lot to do and, you know, it's a guaranteed paycheck, that's when they start to abuse their powers. And so the more of them you can get under oath, the better, because then we can call their attention to it. They've all taken the oath, whether they remember or not, they, they've all taken the oath. And, and what's going to happen is the retired 
law enforcement, the older, more mature one, they're not going to follow this directive. But the younger ones that are full of piss and vinegar and don't know what's really happening, they're the ones and they're going to be scared. Okay. They're going to be scared because now they've got authority and that's all we have to do. We just have to educate them because law enforcement, military, you remember this guys. Okay. Just remember this. You take that uniform off. You, once you take it off, it's, you are the same as everybody else. Your children are the same as everybody else. So what's, what they're going to do to everybody, they're going to do to you too. So you are just as much of a victim, first of all. And secondly, it is your obligation to make sure that you protect those that are underserved, those that are unprotected, those that are susceptible, those that are weaker than you. Just remember that and there's nothing else. Everyone knows the difference between right and wrong. It's wrong to steal, but it's right to steal if you're going to feed a child with that food that you're going to steal. It's wrong to kill, but it's right to kill if you're defending your family against certain death. So everyone knows inside their heart what's the difference between right and wrong. And that's all people need to do is just remember what's right. And the rest is going to happen the way it's going to happen. I love it. Let me give a quote by some, something that I wrote down that you said in a previous interview um, that you've done recently. It is the overreaction of our own weakened and dysfunctional immune system attacking tissues and cells of our own body that harms and kills versus the virus. Would you just talk a little bit about the germ theory of disease versus the terrain theory and what you see really happening here? Are people really dying or have 35,000 Americans really died of the virus? No, they have not. In fact, most of those people have died of other issues and, and the ones that have died, we can't say that they died from COVID-19, but I would say that they've died from a mass toxicity overload of which I don't know what the combinations are. It could be a combination of 5G, it could be outgassing from incinerator burnings, it could be a combustion of fossil fuel toxicity, it could be the chemtrails. I have no idea. I don't know what they had in those other vaccines that they've been given. I want to know the data. How many of these people actually had previous vaccines? And I would bet you, Robin, it would be 99.9%. .9 and the 0.1% that didn't, it's just because of error that they forgot to, <laughs> they didn't have their uh, vaccine history recorded adequately. Do we, do we actually have any data on the fact that the people who are, who got the flu vaccine are dying of COVID-19 because I'm hearing that out there. We have no documentation because of COVID-19. Nobody's actually been able to see the COVID-19 virus itself. They have sequenced and they've found like 30 different variants because of COVID-19 in Wuhan compared to the one in Iran, compared to the one in Italy, compared to the one in New York, they were all different strains. It is not the COVID-19. It is actually this is how sinister this is, Robin. It's, we know about the toxicity part. We've just talked about it. We know about the 5G part. We've just talked about that. We've talked about the importance of the immune system. We've, we've mentioned that. But the information that the public needs to know, staying home, wearing a mask, wearing a mask is making everything worse. Wearing a mask, remember, we breathe in oxygen. When you wear a mask, you're re reducing the flow of oxygen. By reducing the flow of oxygen, you're taxing your system. You're going to cause a release of of steroids, of cortisol, of the stress hormone. When the stress hormone goes off, then you have a suppression of the immune system. That's the reason that you've got to be careful when you give people that are transplant patients immunosuppressives to reduce their immune system so that it doesn't react to the organs. But what do they die from? They die from infection. They die from opportunistic infection, things that wouldn't hurt you or me, but because the immune system has been rendered um, incapable of mounting a response from the steroids, that's what they die from. So now they're telling you, wear a mask, which is now going to reduce your oxygen, which is going to stress your body, which is going to cause more cortisol output, which is going to suppress your immune system. And now an opportunistic thing could cause a problem. On top of that, social isolation, six feet. We are herd animals. We're supposed to be together. 
And by doing the social distancing, it's the same thing, divide and conquer. They have been dividing us for centuries. They've been dividing us, man against woman, the Me Too movement, black against white, Muslim against Jew, Christian against Muslim. They've been dividing us, Democrat against Republican. Everyone is being divided. Now they're going down to the family unit, dividing the families, causing rifts, promoting people, um, snitching on each other. They're trying to divide the family unit six feet apart. I believe that with the mandated vaccine and they're going to put these RF chips in us to make sure that we've gotten vaccinated so they can scan us. But actually it's in, in indoctrinating us today for tomorrow that social distancing is a thing for the future and we must do it to protect ourselves. But in actuality, it's so that they can track us with these RF devices, whether it's from satellites or some other type of monitoring device, so they can tell where we're going, what we're doing, you know, how we're functioning. They can control and be aware of our movements. If they come to do a vaccine, it's not gonna happen in this doctor's body because I don't want anybody putting a chip in my children. And if I have to give my life for that, so be it. But that's what I believe is happening, that they want to be able to monitor us and they're preparing our minds. They're boiling us like frogs in water, slowly turning up the heat. Because if they turn up the heat too fast, everybody's gonna jump out, the frogs are gonna jump out. Okay, but they're doing this slowly. So now social distancing is an important thing for you to protect yourself, that BS. I appreciate what you have to say about the fact that it's your and my responsibility. I feel like I got to have my youth. I've had an amazing life. I hope that my life is longer because I think that the life experience and the knowledge that people like you and I have gained, we have a lot left to give. However, I feel like my youngest brothers, I have six little brothers, they're, they need to protect their little children and they're still raising small children. I believe my father, who is a U.S. Air Force uh, veteran of the Vietnam War, I believe at 77, he deserves my protection. But I've raised my kids and I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on, uh, you know, over my dead body. Is anybody going to put a chip in me? Um, or inject me with a bunch of chemicals and foreign bodies, just just if for no other reason than to say, you know, watch me, guys. I'm going to refuse this. Watch him come and get me. I'll be very public about it. Look how many people, like you said, your father was a veteran in, in, from Vietnam. Look how many people have died for our nation. And, and other soldiers in other countries have died for their sovereignty. They were all fighting for the same thing. We were fighting for the same thing, was independence. And look at this. Robin, all the world wars were being fought against a tyranny or a tyrannical uh, body that was trying to control everybody. But every nation, every people, every uh, military person that served their country and died for their country, they were fighting for the same thing, the right to be free. So if we're all free, why are we fighting against each other? Again, this is a division that they've created. How many people have died in the name of freedom and of, uh, in the name of God to try to ensure that freedom? And that's what they're trying to take away. So the, our, our mission is not just for the U.S. It's a mission of every person that, that believes in their own autonomy, that believes that they have the right over their own body, and that they are dedicated to protecting and, and preventing their children from being injured. It's the same mission for every one of us. Your father served this country 77 years old now. He does deserve our protection. Every person that has served their nation protect, deserves the protection now. And every person that's serving the nation now, whichever nation you are, wherever you are on the planet, deserves to be aware of this information. And you need to do your job now at protecting those that are that you're responsible for protecting. So I have this private group on Facebook. It's called Supporting You in 2020 Crisis. We'd love to have you come in. It's highly engaged. There's a, there's a post in there about every 60 seconds. And it's people who are seeking and it's a safe place where people aren't attacking each other. We don't allow it. And they're questioning the narrative. They're questioning the narrative of their government and the, the mainstream media. 
And a lot of people in there are really, really into your content. The number one thing I get from them is, oh, every time I take one of your posts, Robin, or take one of these pieces of amazing content that really shows us what's going on out there. You know, somebody yells at me, people are yelling at me on, on, on social media. And, you know, I'm constantly telling them, you know, very similar to what you said, you know, starting this, this uh, conversation that I don't care what people have to say. Like, this is our very future. This is our children's and grandchildren's future. I already had an amazing life. I'm here to see if I can stand up for truth, justice, freedom. What, what final words would you have for everyone and then tell them where they can learn more from your multi-part series? The first thing is what was supposed to happen on Sunday and didn't happen. That shows us the power that we, the people have. We have a hashtag. We've registered it now. We change the world. I want people to be able to take that hashtag, take a picture of an empowering picture of yourself, your family, whatever. Hashtag, we change the world. Not change the world, not past tense. We change the world because we've just done it and we can do it and we can continue doing it. This all comes back to the power of the mind, the power of intention. And we have Lynn McTaggart wrote a great book on this and we have to her to thank for this information, but I've already tested this on, on a lower level with a thousand people. I've done it on a bigger level, but I just did it on a global level and it works, people. The thoughts in our heads don't live in our heads. They are outside of our heads. They are measurable. They are transmittable. People will pick up on that. Other people pick up on that. I'm just going to mention this. I had a friend of mine who has been trying to get pregnant. He and his wife have been trying to get pregnant for four and a half years. On Saturday, he said that he had the intention exactly. He, they were doing the same thing that you know, we talked about earlier at 11 p.m. in Vancouver. And he held that thought of love and gratitude and compassion for the world and asking for support for the planet, for the inhabitants of the planet, for this new age of evolution to help support us in this period. Remember that evolution is tough. It's chaotic. It's disruptive. It's painful. But on the other side is a much beautiful place. And so that's what you're experiencing right now. I know it's tough, but that's part of the evolutionary process. If we don't go through that painful process, we're going to be in the same way and the world is going to stay the same. And it's time for that next leap. In his intention of love and gratitude and compassion and asking for support from the universal consciousness to help support this transition period, he also said, I want a child that can help to further this awareness and help to change the world. On uh, Monday, yesterday, last night, he called me and he said, nobody knows. He and his wife were just giggling. And I said, I know you're pregnant. And he said, I was crying. He said, I set the intention on Saturday. I'm telling you, it's so powerful. And that this is just one of like tons of st uh, stories that came in in the last just two days. And the fact that they're censoring it, that's even bigger. That tells us that they don't want people to invoke the power and understand this power that we have because we change the world. Literally, we change the world. So that's one reason it's so important for you to hold that thought in your mind at least once every 24 hours, preferably once every 12 hours. And if you can do it more, then do it more because everywhere on the planet, it's, it's 11 o'clock at some point, right? So what we did before, what I put out last week was just for 48 hours because I wanted to see whether it worked. And honestly, if it hadn't worked, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because the world would already have been a different place, but it didn't happen. And so I'm here to tell you, it works. It's powerful. Start doing it. We change the world. Hashtag that, take a picture, put it out there, do everything that you can. Robin, I want you to promote that because every time people see more and more pictures coming in, they see how much power they have. It's going to be a cascading exponential effect. So that's the first thing that people can do. The second thing is you need to become empowered with knowledge. So what you've done, Robin, by this podcast that you have and by interviewing me and with all the other people, the message is important. So the, the things that are being censored, the COVID-19 conspiracy videos, 
they're being censored. Why are they being censored? Because they allow you with your own eyes and your own ears to understand what's really going on. That information is empowering information because it empowers you with the knowledge that you need to know so that you can now make a educated decision on, based on the information that's being pre presented to you. Not biased information, not lies that the media is feeding, but the actual hard truth. You can see it yourself. And I, I don't try to convince anybody in those videos. I think that's one reason they went viral because I just asked the question and I say, you be the judge, you decide. And then I start giving the information. And invariably, for anybody of reasonable intellect that can follow a logical sequential thought process, they're going to come to the same conclusion because there's only one conclusion. All roads lead to the same end. Now, how can you get access to those? Because again, part three, part four, and part five have been censored. I want you to go to askdrbutar.com forward slash GSG for Green Smoothies Girl. Okay? So ask Dr. Butar, and that's just not the whole word doctor, just DR. So ASK ask DR b-u-t-t-a-r.com forward slash g-s-g. When you come there, they're going to ask you a couple of questions. Answer those questions. It will subscribe you to our email list. If you don't want to be subscribed, all you got to do is once you get the first email, unsubscribe, guys. You don't have to worry about that, all right? It'll also give you access to the COVID-19 conspiracy videos where you can watch those and soon we'll have them so that once we've got video six out, you can not only watch them, but you can download them anywhere you want because they can't censor it if it's everywhere. In case our website gets taken down, you'll have access to this. So people can go there and, and get this information, watch the videos and pay it forward, pass it on. This is about supporting the human race right now. This is about allowing people to recognize their own power, which is something they don't want us to have. And it's about allowing us a future for our progeny because in the future, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, people will say that, Robin Oppenshaw was my grandmother. She was one of the people that made this change. And they're going to say that about every one of your subscribers, every one of my followers. But we are living in a very critical time and a historically significant time for the planet. And I just challenge everyone to just open your eyes, open your ears, and allow the information in. And then you be the judge. You determine what your truth is, and the rest will fall into place. Okay. Well, that was super informative and super inspiring. Dr. Rashid Buttar, I love your new hashtag mine has been and it's a Facebook uh, badge that you can wear um, if you get it in our private group hashtag I do not consent yours is very positive hashtag we change the world and so I know you're so in demand right now and your message is just is spreading like wildfire and that's exactly what we need thank you so much for being with us so if you haven't already make sure that you get into our private group on Facebook it is supporting you in 2020 crisis. So write that down or look at it in the show notes. The private group on Facebook that's highly protected. We don't, we don't allow any of the negativity and the conflict that's out there on social media in general. It's a place to explore. There's a lot of important media that's being shared there that's way outside the mainstream media where you're being told some very agenda-oriented information uh, or misinformation, just to use their word the way they gaslight anybody giving additional information outside the mainstream media narrative and the government narrative. So join us at that private group on Facebook, supporting you in 2020 crisis. And I also want to mention to sign up for our fast to either do a water fast or join us for a modified fast using the green smoothie girl flash fast. Sign up for that at greensmoothiegirl.com slash fast. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>